commitment to the pitch when it comes to baseball, whatever the sport's going to be. But uh, uh, and also how you manage it. So it's important that when we experience stress, that we do. It's a great opportunity to make ourselves look stupid and not very good. Synchronies, so as that left is quieting in the last It's not on the next hole and it's not on the last hole. It's where you are right now, here and now. You're listening to the Golf Science Lab, and in this season of the show, we're talking with psychologists and researchers so we can understand what's going on in the brain during golf. Hey, I'm your host, Courtney Walker, and we're doing something a little different in this show. We're taking a look at the most important concepts that we've covered so far in this season of the show. Uh, We're going to hear clips from the experts that we've talked to, uh, and then we're gonna come back and talk about why it's so important and, and really kind of start this conversation of concepts that every golfer needs to know about the mental side of the game because we're not taking it seriously enough. And so let's just get a nice kind of overview and review here so we all can find those one or two things that we need to take away and implement into our games. And if you enjoyed this season of the show and everything that we've talked about, you're not going to want to miss our Unlocking Performance Virtual Summit. There's some incredible education uh, and looking forward to bringing this to you April 18th through the 22nd. Make sure to check it out at unlockingperformancesummit.com. We have an incredible lineup of speakers that you can go check out. You can also get a preview of one of the presentations with Dr. Rick Jensen if you want to see what this is all about. Uh, And hopefully you join us. All right, let's get into it. It's just a whole lot more simple if we just focus on the process and let it take care of itself. Um, When we do focus on the results and when that's going to indicate how good we are, and again, don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm saying, look, the outcome doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter. I mean, but when we come out to play and it's finding a way, finding a way to win, that's a process. Like, how do you find a way? And you put all your energy into that. What happens is, is the reason why it gets a little bit more difficult is let's say we're a, a grinded out mentality. You know what? Our process is just to have fun. And then the score starts staring at us. And then automatically now we switch to being outcome driven. And, and, uh, and then that's where the mental gymnastics come into play. It's a lot more difficult to deal with the expectations, with the, the confidence, with the talk. And if, if we just get focused so much and consumed and sell out the process, I think it's just more simple. All we're trying to do is commit to the shot when it comes to golf. All we're trying to do is, you know, uh, commit to the pitch when it comes to baseball, whatever the sport's going to be. But uh, uh, just commit. That's 100% what we can do. So we need to focus on what we can control, which is our process and our commitment. And if you look back at the first episode of this season with Dr. Michael Larden, we talked about the mental scorecard that he developed with Phil Mickelson. And he didn't want to know someone's actual score. He wanted to know the mental scorecard. How well did they do with what they could actually control? Because far too often, you know, we're putting our emotions and success or failure in something that's out of our hands. We can't control if the ball lands in a divot in the fairway or hits a rock on the green or a gust of wind hits the ball in the air and it goes in the water. And often those things will wreck someone's whole day and really put someone in a position where they can't perform at their best. And so we let things out of our control dictate our future and dictate how we perform. So don't let your confidence, don't let your demeanor, your self-image hang on something that's out of your hands. Focus on your process, focus on your commitment and what you can control. All right, let's get to the next concept. 
But first, a quick word from our sponsor, GolfScrimmages.com. We've heard a little bit about the importance of games and good practice, but Golf Scrimmages also has some great tracking features to see how you're stacking up with those around the world. I think the, the, the best part about the leaderboards that we're seeing right now is there are people from Brazil, South Africa, Canada, obviously the United States, just people from all over the world that are uh, enjoying this practice sessions and these games and this interactive website and trying to climb up the leaderboard and see the benefits to the whole premise, which is to practice under pressure, have score involved, and you have to post your score just like it's going to be posted when you're playing a real tournament round. Learn more at Golf Scrimmage. Com. And you know what would be awesome? Tweet a screenshot of your name on the leaderboards as you start to improve your practice habits and work on long-term improvements. Tweet at Golf Science Lab. So mindfulness is being completely awake to the present moment of what you're experiencing while you're experiencing it and, what, and being aware of what you're doing while you're doing it. Being mindful of that, of paying attention now, awareness is kind of a, a bigger sense of panoramic view of your place in the environment, what all the relationships that you have mentally, emotionally, physically, um, commun- and, and communication, and also an internal awareness of, am I present or is my mind someplace else? And if it's someplace else, come back to the here and now. And that's really the practice of mindfulness is using your breathing and your posture as an anchor in the present moment so that when your mind wanders to the past or the future or elsewhere in the present, you can say, oh, I was someplace else, now I'm back to here and now. And uh, there's only one time that you can play a golf shot, and that's now. And there's only one place you can play. It's not on the next hole and it's not on the last hole. It's where you are right now, here and now. When you're hitting a golf shot, you don't want to be thinking about the past or the future. And most people do. That last double bogey or the last time you played the hole, you hit it in the water. Uh, but if those are your thoughts when you're pulling the trigger, it's not predictive of good performance. We need to be present. We need to be here. You can only hit a golf shot right now, but far too often we don't have the awareness or we don't have the determination to back off when this happens. We, we know it's not good to think about this before we hit a shot, but more often than not, we just go ahead and hit it anyways. So, you know, really our goal here is before we hit a golf shot and when we hit a golf shot, we want the state of our brain to be predictive of good performance, right? Like what are the things that we can do to help us play better? Well, Dr. Debbie Cruz has been doing a lot of research on this. Uh, We talked to her in depth about it, but here's the gist of what we're looking for in our brain right before we hit a golf ball. What we really came up with is that it didn't matter if it was gun shooting, archery, golf, uh, breaking a board in karate or whatever, but we saw a similar pattern in the left hemisphere quieting in the seconds just prior to uh, moving. And so whatever that activity happened to be, So that was one of the main findings. And then in golf specifically, I kept seeing this pattern of synchrony. So as that left is quieting in the last second, right before people move, the right may become slightly more active, but what you achieve is balance or synchrony in the brain. And it was the last second of data that was predictive of performance. So we're looking for the brain to be synchronized. 
This might be hard to understand, uh, but if you think back to your best golf, let, let's look at this example. Most people will say they weren't thinking about anything. You know, they were just they were just seeing the hole, they were picking the club, they're hitting the ball, right? I think Tiger has some some quotes or something like that. Like he doesn't remember hitting the ball, he just pulled the club and, and hit it. it. Or David Ogren, we actually talked about this in episode one of the season where he doesn't remember whole rounds where he played incredible golf. So in the research, you know, what, what Dr. Debbie has found is the people that are doing really well, that they're focused on their target or feel, and that they don't try to really micromanage the motion, and, and that they're not focused on one specific aspect of the swing. They don't have an internal focus. If you remember the, con- the conversation we had on external and internal focus back in season one of the show. And so they're focused on this timing and rhythm and they're trying to get in a balanced state in the brain. And she said something really interesting in this episode as well is that a balanced body equals balanced brain. So we're looking for this kind of state of balance and synchrony in the brain right before we hit the ball. And, you know, they've seen that this is really good, not just in golf, but in all, all activities, whether it's, you know, she mentioned gun shooting, archery, it's predictive of good performance, which is what we want. So with this concept of, of balance and the concept of rhythm and timing, uh, breath is really important. And I really enjoyed this, this clip from Dr. Joe Parent that we're going to hear. So let's, uh, let's learn about this breathing exercise he's going to walk through. And then he talks about why, why this is so important and why the breath is so important. What I want them to do is feel the, their, their breath filling their body without raising their shoulders. And then, and then have a quality of as it goes out, feel like their energy is moving down in their body. And that's because when, there are a couple of reasons. One is when we're in stressful situations, our energy moves up in our body and faster. So we're very much in our heads, not connecting with the feel of our bodies and rushing and making, making ra- you know, poor decisions very often. What happens with the breathing is if you imagine yourself in a swimming pool, and you let the air out, you will sink down to the bottom very gently and slowly. So that's the quality that I want them to feel, that as the air goes out, they sink down and their energy moves down in their body so that their center of gravity is much more towards the ground and much more solid and stable. It increases their balance, it increases the stability in the swing and the stability of their lower body. And, and golfers have a tremendous experience with that of of that feeling of stability and and it prevents swaying as well because if your energy's up in your head you swing like you have a 40 pound helmet on your head instead you move your energy down in your body the other thing is that breathing and mind and stress all go together um we are in our system we're not only sending messages from our brain but our brain is monitoring our body so if you take deep breaths and calm yourself down your brain gets the message hey we're not in danger but if you're holding your breath you you that's that's what we do when we're in danger and the brain says oh we're still in danger and all sorts of tension and adrenaline flows from that when we're in danger in this fight or flight mode everything is on high alert heart rate adrenaline how fast we're breathing so if we can work on an aspect that's under our control our breath, we can impact our entire state. It's powerful because we run into a lot of fear on the golf course, whether we like it or not, but it's, it's because of how we're wired. We don't look bad in front of others and we want to do anything that we can to avoid it. 
Dr. John Finn shares why. Human beings are completely dependent on other human beings to survive. And what the golf course presents to us is a great opportunity to make ourselves look stupid and not very good in front of other people. And that's why the golf course is so threatening. Because we've got this opportunity to make ourselves look great. We can hit the ball down the fairway. We can hold that putt out. We can hit the ball really close to the pin with a fantastic shot. But equally, we can't do that as well. There's a chance that it might all go wrong. And that's very threatening to your brain. We need to understand that all these things that you feel on the golf course are natural. They happen to everyone. And although we all try to pretend that it doesn't happen, that we don't feel stress, that we don't feel fear, being aware of this concept helps us figure out what to do. And Dr. Adam Nichols lays out two concepts in this next clip that we really need to understand. Everyone needs to be aware and everyone needs to cope. So one thing I do when work with golfers and all athletes is increase their awareness of, of stress in terms of what situations have impacted them in the past, how that's made them feel, and how did they evaluate? Did, were they focusing on what can go wrong? Because quite often when we're in a stressful encounter, we focus on the threat, i.e., you know, what are the selectors going to think of it today? Am I going to, you know, is my handicap going to go up? So what focus on what can go wrong, but alternatively, what, what I encourage athletes and golfers to do is is focus on the, the challenge side of stress. What what can I gain from the situation? So one thing I'll say to them is, when thinking about something in your head, start, start the sentence off, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for me to put into practice what I've been working on the, on the training ground. This is an opportunity for me to improve my handicap rather than thinking about all the different things that can go wrong. So, so stress can be good and bad, or bad. It depends on how you uh, how you interpret it, and also how you manage it. So, it's important that when we experience stress, that we do successfully manage it. Most of us just don't have the self awareness to recognize stress or pressure. And when we look at mental skills or we look at performance, awareness is a foundational concept, awareness of, of who we are, of how we play our best, how we don't play our best, where we're at skill-wise, where we're at with our expectations. There are just so many areas where awareness is foundational because most of the time we just let whatever happens, happens without actually realizing the core reason. And once we're aware, we can have a positive coping strategy. We can have a plan in place so that we actually control what happens when we are feeling pressure, when we are feeling stress, that we give ourselves the best opportunity to perform under that stress. Because most of the time, whatever happens, happens, right? The routine speeds up. We change the routine. We spend too much time. There are just so many things that can happen when you don't have a plan. Hopefully you've enjoyed this kind of recap episode from our season. It's been fun to put together some of these core foundational concepts. Make sure to check out our Unlocking Performance Summit that goes live April 18th through the 22nd. You can get all the details over at unlockingperformancesummit.com. We're bringing information from psychologists and coaches who are going to share what they share with their students. They're gonna dive into one aspect that they feel is really important and that you should know about. And as golfers and as coaches, most of us spend a lot of time focused on the swing, technique, equipment. That's where we invest our time and we invest our money. But we know that golf 
is a sport that uh, you have to have all these aspects working well. If, if you ask someone, tell me about your best round, most will say like, man, you know, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just hitting golf balls and really comes down to they were in a good mental state. It comes down to mental performance. That's when we perform our best. So let's take some time to understand it. Let's take some time to practice it. And let's understand what some of these best folks in the industry are doing. UnlockingPerformanceSummit.com. We're going to share as much information as possible. We have incredible speakers. Uh, Pia and Lynn of Vision 54, Dr. Rick Jensen, Brett McCabe, Rob Bell, John Finn, Joe Bosco, Stephen Yellen, Ian Highfield, and Dr. Fran Pirozzolo. There are so many fantastic coaches and psychologists lined up for this. Really great information. Don't miss it. April 18th through the 22nd, UnlockingPerformanceSummit.com. Check it out. This episode was hosted and written by me, Cordy Walker. You can follow me on Twitter, at Cordy Walker. One of the things we talked about in the last season of the Golf Science Lab was transferring skills. How do we transfer skills from range to the golf course? Well, that's why we have this season sponsor, Golf Scrimmages. They have an incredible tool to help you find great practice games specific for the skills that you need. You can then track your progress and climb the leaderboards on their app. This is great. You can watch a video and get a tour of it over at golfscrimmages.com and start practicing for long-term improvement. This was edited, mixed, and produced by Just It Published Productions, and we'll see you all next time on the Golf Science Lab.